Welcome to Because We Make, the podcast about making, creativity, and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and joining me as always, my good friend and co-host, Ethan Carter. What's up, Vincent? How you doing, man? Happy Monday, my friend. Happy Monday. I feel like we have not done this on a Monday, the two of us, in a while. It does. It does feel like that, right? And maybe, and maybe it was, I know we didn't do it last week, but did we the week before? I don't even know. I don't. You know, it's. I feel like we haven't just had a normal podcast, right? right. And guess what, guys? We're not having a typical yeah, normal right. podcast this week either. <laughs> no. So we had a guest this week. We have the. Um, I'm not going to say who we have because we actually introduced the guest properly in the intro to the guest segment, but. We had um, we were on a time constraint, so we did what we did with um, Johnny Lambert, and we spoke to our guest for we had quite a good conversation. Yeah, for actually a went while over there. an hour. Mm-hmm. We went over the hour that we promised, and then uh, so what we're going to do? We are going to jump out of this. We are going to roll with that, and then we're going to run the sponsors. And then when we come back, we're going to do our things of the week, and we are going to talk a little bit about the unwrap a project challenge. Because we've gotten some feedback and I want to keep everybody happy. So since we want to make everybody happy and keep everybody cheerful, check back in toward the end and listen to what we have to say because it does affect you if you're participating. Okay. So Ethan, you actually know our guest a whole lot better than I do. So why don't you take over the introduction duties this week? Absolutely. And this is always uh, uh, questionable how well I do this. but So we'll try. But, uh, <laughs> all right. But our guest this week is not only an amazing uh, content creator, uh, power carver among many other talents, designer, content creator. I think I already said that. Um, and But she's also literally... One, if and I think actually probably my first true friend that I made on Instagram, and I and I will I I would absolutely call her a true in person friend, not just Instagram because we've met. Um, and I actually went back and looked, and she is one of five people that commented on my very 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 first Instagram post, and the others I you know might have been family and friends. So I'll just <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. But our guest tonight is the one and only Katie of Freeman Furnishings. Welcome, Katie. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I think you got me a little teary-eyed there. (laughs) I I can't tell you how much, I mean, and I've said this to you so many times, Katie, but I can't tell you how much uh, your support from from the beginning meant to me. And uh, and yeah, I mean, we formed a friendship from from that. And so it's 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 really nice to to now be connecting again. And we've met a couple of times and it's it's been really fun. So, well, I I say in, you know, some of the. uh, women maker squad that I'm friends with, I say that I have an eye for good people and an eye for talent and you are both. So Uh thank you, Katie. You're welcome. Oh, you guys, you guys actually do like each other. (laughs) (laughs) Love love fest is starting early. That's right. (laughs) So Katie, why don't you give us a little bit of background on um, your, you know, what you, what you're about, your making situation, um, how you got into it and so on and so forth. So we can have a better idea of who you are. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I'm Katie Freeman. I live in Iowa, which is smack dab in the middle of the United States. Um, It is not Ohio and it is not Idaho. It is Iowa. By the way, everyone outside of the U.S. is going, it's not? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I think a lot of people in the United States are like, it's not? Yeah, yeah. That's my question. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, but I live here with uh, my wife and our two kids. Our oldest is seven. Our youngest will be five in January, which I cannot believe. I can't, I can't believe that either. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I am one of those people that making is still very much my side hustle. Um, I have a day job, which is really flexible. I'm a consultant, uh, and I work with local manufacturers and I help them with like quality control systems. Oh, cool. But I do get to do a lot of problem solving. So I will say that that is that is, part is fun. And then um, because I'm a consultant and I have, you know, flexibility there, um, then I also have my business, which is Freeman Furnishings, and I design and make furniture and home decor uh, that is kind of, I don't know, Ethan, am I doing it justice if I say it's wacky? I feel like it's wacky. I don't I, I, I yeah, I, I wouldn't class. Okay. I wouldn't call it wacky. No, no. I, I, I think it's 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 bold. Artistic. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's bold and artistic and stylistic. Like and, and stylistic. Yeah. yeah, I like yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and there I predominantly do like I've really fallen in love with power carving. So I do a lot of power carving. Um, I add color to almost everything that I do, um, and not just like wood color. I add like bright colors to everything <laughs> yeah. that I do. Um, so that's like that. And then around that, you know, I do the normal like social media stuff like Instagram and TikTok and YouTube and all that good jazz. And then mm-hmm. um, and then I have a weekly podcast called the Maker Mom podcast. And I now do two episodes a week. Uh, Wednesday episodes is the Wonder Women series where I interview women and non-binary makers of all kinds who are not uh, parents. And then Friday uh, is the episode that started it all and I interview um, other moms who are makers. So that's and, that. <laughs> and I, I, that, I mean, it was one of my favorite podcasts as, as you know, Katie, and I've met, I've been introduced to so many people through that. I mean, so many people that we've talked about, well, for one, Brandy, I, I yeah. mean, I met Brandy through the podcast and uh, I remember, I remember messaging her after she was on and just being like, that was such a good podcast. And that was, again, that was another <laughs> start of a, an amazing friendship. Um, but you've had, I mean, you've had so many amazing, incredible um makers that are also moms but makers and and it's 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 a great podcast it's it's always interesting what i like about your podcast is it it really you know goes into the the story behind the maker um in a really interesting way so yeah thank you for that yeah brandy was episode four (laughs) is that right (laughs) yeah she was episode four of the podcast um and the way brandy and i met is a funny story too but um she was guest number four, and I mean now it's over two two years later. So right. it's kind That's of crazy. crazy. Well, yeah. uh, Vincent, we totally missed the opportunity to have Brandy pop in as a as a cameo again, just like Justin's episode, right? <laughs> Brandy, Brandy just audio bombs episodes. Like she knows the person that we're having on. It's fantastic. Uh, so yeah, that's I guess that's it in a nutshell. That's a lot, it's, but it's, it's well. How did you like? How did you get like? What was the? Because I mean, you were into this game before, well before I was, mm-hmm. and like, I, but I, from my understanding, is you kind of found 
the making. I mean, you, you well, you start. We found the making in California, if I'm not mistaken. But but when you really started to get into it and have it be a business, it was kind of a, a similar time that you got into content, content and Instagram and those types of things. Am, am I right about right. that? Or yeah, actually, yeah, I was not on. Like the only site I had for Instagram, as in like knowledge of it, was it was that app that my at the time my teenage younger sisters were on. <laughs> and I didn't like I was like, I have Facebook. Why the hell would I need Instagram? Like I just mm-hmm. didn't understand it really at all. And then when I started Freeman Furnishings, it was like, well, nobody's going to buy my stuff if they don't know I exist. <laughs> so right, right. Like, <laughs> I know that works. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, I'll start an Instagram page and then all the learnings that come with that. And I still don't have Instagram really figured out. Um None and of then us do. <laughs> no. I was just gonna say I don't know that it's possible to really figure <laughs> yeah. out Instagram. I just don't think that's it, unless you're Brad Rodriguez uh fixes that. He's the only person I think that actually has a handle on it. And even he will admit that he, it changes all the time. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like, so I started Freeman furnishings when my daughter was a year old. So it's almost four years old, the business. And I, I don't think I started Instagram like immediately, but it was pretty quickly after that. And then, yeah, YouTube, like I would challenge somebody. I actually have like a very old YouTube channel from like when I was in my twenties um, I'm, Googling, I'm Googling it now. No, I'm, I'm literally going there right now. I, I love when people have really old YouTube channels. It's like you get on your first Hey Guys video and then you know you've really arrived. <laughs> um. So, yeah, but that's like really old and antiquated and it has nothing to do with making at right. all. Um, but then YouTube started and I started YouTube actually as another way to help sell my stuff in the sense of like I already knew going into the game, making uh, what you said, Ethan, stylish furniture, like mm-hmm. the prices I would need to charge for that to make it something that I could eventually make a living off of. Like I needed to be able to like hand somebody something and say, and here is the process that it took to make it. Right. So don't even try to block at that price because this is what it took to make it. Well, I think um, I think that's a really interesting. Oh, sorry to interrupt, but that's yeah. a really interesting thing. I think that I, you know, I, I've thought about it a little bit, but you know, and actually, I think I thought about it when we were talking um, to Jordan, you know, because he he brought up bringing his uh, portfolio to WorkbenchCon, and I was thinking about portfolios. I mean, they've changed obviously because I mean, social media is now kind of our portfolio, but the other part of it is it's a like it's a live portfolio. Like to your point, Katie, you can show them the the craftsmanship that goes into it is not just a finished product and i think that's a it's it's a game changer and also an important step in selling your products these days because because there's there are people you know there's overseas and all these types mm-hmm. of things that can make it a lot cheaper so it's it's important for people to understand so it's it's a different kind of portfolio nowadays i think yeah it is and it's it it came in handy too at first when i would do things like craft shows and stuff like that mm-hmm or art shows, like as long as I could hook up a smart TV to like a Wi-Fi signal, then I could stream my YouTube because I'm not making on site, right. you know, whereas like some painters and stuff, you'll see them 
making. And the part of that is A, to pass the time, but B, it draws people in to see what you're doing. It draws people into your space. And so I utilize then, you know, a smart TV hooked to a YouTube channel. I could just have, you know, it on reel. It could just sit there and go through. And so people would come in just to stand there and watch. And then, you know, of course, I'd get the questions. Wow, that's that's you? Like, you really? Did? Yes, I did that. Um, <laughs> but that's, you know, it would be it would be a conversational piece. And it could it, at some points lead to a sale. That's that's yeah, that's interesting. I, do you still do a lot of craft uh, craft shows and stuff like that? No, my my ass got tired of hauling around furniture to that stuff. Oh. Oh, I can't I can't even imagine. <laughs> Vincent, Vincent yeah, have you ever like done one? It's not like you do smalls. So no. like yeah. if you're no. doing right. a show like that, it's got to be torture to just. Yeah. Oh, hold on! I'm just going to pack this gigantic table into a, into my. What do you drive by the way that you're doing? You were doing these. Were you like okay. you a pickup truck person or? Oh oh no! I am. Oh Miss, no! I am I am Miss Minivan and Prius hatchback. I have <laughs> moved so God. many things in those two vehicles. Yeah. Well, where there's a will, there's a way, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I started woodworking with a Honda Civic. I completely understand. Well, I'm always amazed at like, your your wood um, stockpile too. Like mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's definitely. impressive. But that means that you moved all that yes. at some point. Yeah, and all of that has moved several times. Mm-hmm. I will say I am indebted, like probably till the day I die, to my neighbor who has become a good friend, and he's he's also a photographer and does most of my you know, uh, finished, Ah, finished photo work. Um, and he's amazing at that, but you know, he's one of those guys that, you know, it's, it's like, man, I, I gotta move this stuff around, you know, and he, he'll be like, yeah, let's go do it. And he's moved. I mean, some of those logs have to weigh 200 pounds or more. And he's helped and he's helped move them from storage facility to storage facility to my shop to just in different locations within my shop because, you know, even trying to use leverage points and stuff like that, some of the stuff is just you cannot move by yourself. Well, it's I just still not have, possible. I have uh, – so I had a tree cut down. Actually, this this again relates to you. So I had a tree cut down in our backyard, mm-hmm. and um, and I remember you had done that at one point, and you, like, yeah. asked them to leave a couple pieces. But So I asked them to leave, like, two kind of big – you know, mm-hmm. you know, uh, stump shot, uh, whatever, um, big pieces. And they're still sitting out there. And I'm like, I got to move those before they rot because they're beautiful. <laughs> they're a beautiful piece of wood, but I'm, this is like a year later. So, well, I, I told you my like ashwood story, right? So, so I have, we had two ash trees that almost three years ago got cut down because the emerald ash borer is in the area. Um, and our trees got affected. So we're cutting them down and <clears throat> I saved parts of the main trunk from both trees. The one in the back was smaller, um, but still it's, well, it's the most recent carved table I did. And that's still probably, I think it was about 18 inch diameter. Then the tree up front, when it's standing, it does not look that big. You know what I'm saying? Like it just does not. <laughs> That's what everybody says right before it crashes down on your house. I didn't even reach my house. Yeah, right, right. But they. So I asked them. You know, I said I want big chunks out of this main section. Um, because I and I still to this day I plan to do carved chairs out of it. And they get it cut down. They get it on the ground, and I'm just standing there, kind of in shock as they're cutting it and realizing that those chunks are as tall as I am. Oh my and gosh. Going, 
can can I swear on your guys's podcast? I should ask. Uh, no, no, sorry. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when, where the f are we gonna put this. So, he's like, he's like, okay. Well, I'll get this skid steer, and they put these two chunks in my garage, and they are now taking up the entire bay and height and width of my Prius. Oh my gosh! And I'm just like, and I'm still in shock, and I'm knowing in my head, going, I should really have you cut that down further while you are here. I should really right, right. Have you do this. You know, they've got the big chainsaws and all that, but but I'm just so in shock. And they leave because this is at the very end of the job. They put those in. They leave, and my wife comes home, and she's just I'm like, just gonna say, I, I'm, I'm if, the whole time you're telling the story. I'm like, Bettina, I'm, I'm just like sweating, thinking of what yes. Bettina would say. Right. Yeah, yeah. My wife, Jewel, she's like, what? the (laughs) what is gonna be done with this and it sat in the garage for like a year and we had to like i hired another like i hired a milling company to come out and grab them and cut them down each thing just down into quarters and he texted me it's still at his place because he's got place to store it he said each quarter is still over 200 pounds Wow. But that will get moved to my shop, hopefully. It was supposed to be this year, but then, you know, 2020. Mm. But but hopefully at the start mm-hmm. of next year. But yeah, it's like, it's just crazy. That is crazy. That's, but, that's a lot of raw material, though. <laughs> it is. It will make awesome armchairs, though. I just, I see it in my head, and I can't wait to get started carving it once I get into the shop. But it's a project to undertake for sure. One of the things I love to ask people that have a very unique style, and you definitely have a very unique style, your artsy style, as we've coined it. Um, One of the things I love to ask is where does that style come from? Because everybody gets inspiration from somewhere. Like, you know, you have your own original spin on things and Mm -hmm. that's kind of the way. But everybody gets, you have to have a root somewhere. So where does the root of, where do you think the root of your style comes from? Or where do you take your inspiration from for the stuff that you make? So some of it comes from when, when I lived in, uh, when we lived in Southern California, um, which was just for only about five years of time. But when we lived there and I was taking a furniture and cabinet making program at the community college there, I took um, two, I took like an intro to finishing and then like an advanced finishing class. And the woman who taught those classes, uh, like, did finishing as a profession. And a lot of what she did was, like, go into, I mean, when I say Southern California, this is, like, this is San Diego County. This uh-huh. is Orange yes. County. Uh, we'll just say rich people live in that area. I'll just put <laughs> that out there. Um, and she went into these people's houses and did these just phenomenal custom paint jobs and like she could do a piece uh she could make a piece look like wood that was like tile. I mean, she just had this like enormous talent around this. And I kind of caught on and I really cuz she taught everything, every kind of finishing. And I remember in intro to finishing, she taught us about dyes. And I was probably the only one whose ears perked up when she <laughs> said that a dye does not sit on the surface it actually changes the the color of the wood. And, heresy. 
That's heresy. No. Oh my god. I was like, yes. Like, I was so excited about that. Um, and so like I was the only one, you know, because I I will say the rest of the class was made up of I was also the youngest person, and the rest of the class was made up of 60 plus year old white males. So they're all there and they were saying the same thing, Vince. Heresy, right? You <laughs> if you're gonna put color on wood, it is only going to be uh, wood color. Like <laughs> that is all it's right. going to be. Um, so that was like the spark, but I didn't really go back to that a lot until I started Freeman Furnishings, and I really just sat down and had a question with myself of like, what can I do that I don't think anybody else out there really does? Like, how am I going to be anywhere unique? How am I going to combat the whole? Well, my grandpa, dad, and uncle are woodworkers. Well, that's fantastic for them, but that's not me. Like, how mm-hmm. do I get them to want to come to me? How do I put my stamp me? on it? Yeah, how do I put my stamp on it? And so I started looking like, oh, well, finishing. I think there's a lot of room in finishing because I don't think a lot of people play with it. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people, you know, stick with your polys and your oils and your waxes. And I do all that too, but they don't go beyond that. And so... I well, how, like, how does it become that. part of part of the design versus part versus just the finish as it yeah. as it's coined, yeah. right? It's finished. Yeah. How, how does it become part of the uh, of the piece versus just showcasing the piece, right? Right. Yeah, and and I really wanted my stuff to be a showpiece. Like mm-hmm. I want people to be able to go to to see that in a space and ask questions about it, right? And I have never had anybody not ask me a question of how do you get wood to be teal? <laughs> like, you know, and and they're usually their thing is like, oh, what stain is that or what paint is that? And then just even being able to have that fun conversation about it being dye. Right. And and a lot of times I use clothing dye. You know, like that's a like fun- writ type dye, like the shirt dye. Yeah, I can use writ. I use various different dyes. It all wow. depends. She, she, yeah, Katie's used Kool Aid, yes. microwaved it, <laughs> and Kool Aid. So yes. she's <laughs> she's used it all. I yeah, felt like right. I felt like a pioneer because I've started using the vinegar and steel wool method, mm-hmm. and I feel like I feel like the real like wow, look how far I'm venturing outside <laughs> the ground. And I'm making something black. Wow, look at me go. But yeah, your <laughs> color palette. I mean, I do. That's one of the things I do love about your work. Your color palette really is just like there's some colors. And it's like sometimes I forget when I look at your pictures, I, I forget that you're doing stuff with wood. Mm-hmm. Like there's that um, there's that one bowl. I think it was. Yeah, there's that one oh, bowl. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking at now. It's like bright red and brown. Yep. It's yep. gorgeous. <laughs> like, how do you get that? You know, I mean, I know how you get the color, but it's still like, wow, that is just. Well, I can't believe that's wood. And, and, and I think that's part of the dye too, is like, because yeah. people are used to paint, right? Like yep. yeah. people can comprehend that paint will change color, right? But mm-hmm. when it still has, when you can still see some of the grain or it still feels like it's mm-hmm. wood, that's, I think, what tri- trips people up. Because you're right, Benson, that's exactly the same. Like always, I'm like, wow. Yeah, it's just like, it, it, it's it's a different kind of, step back. Well, that was the other thing that was my draw to die because Mm -hmm. like, I think what you hit on, you know, Vincent, when you said heresy is that I never want to cover the actual grain. Never. Mm -hmm. I want, because to me, grain is gorgeous. You know, that's why I Mm pick the different woods I work with is the more unique and oddball the grain, the better. I want to see that grain 
but I also want the color. And so it's like, it doesn't, and I love that, like my resin, my, my spin art resin bowls. Oh, those are so much fun to hand people Mm -hmm. because I go and hand them and they, I've had people go, Oh, okay. And they'll be like, well, you know, they'll think it's like ceramics. Right. And then then, then I'll be like, no, it's wood. And then that just like, you just watch their mind be blown and it's the funnest thing ever. Cause they're like, what? No way. You know? And then you're in like a three hour long conversation about how that happened. Right. Well, I think that's the the funny thing though. Cause I mean, we're all used to wood stains, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and that is changing the color of the wood. It's just not, it's just changing it in like a wood, you know, color, right? Like, Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean it's it's interesting that like it's not any it's not really that different. It's just you're it's just a color versus a wood color. I don't know. And I, you could go so it's it's like color fast, like it goes how it goes all the way through. It doesn't just. I mean, I know I'm I'm so, I would assume it goes at least deep, but does it go like all the way no, in? No, it does not. It does not go okay. all the way through. But okay, so I do. I, so the difference between stain and dye is the size of the pigment in it okay so stain just has larger sized pigment in it so it really does just stay on the surface of the wood it doesn't penetrate whereas dye has this the smaller pigment so it does penetrate and depending on the brand of dye and then what you use as the mordant so vincent you were talking about the steel wool and vinegar that combination is creating a mordant that's what keeps the color on there keeps it um binds it to the wood particles and so it depends on what you use as your mordant then for the dye on how much of a penetration you get so, so if you pigment use like size it's so the pigment, pigment size, size more and, yeah, so and, like, and i'm sure the type of wood too right i mean sure it is right? yeah, yeah yeah different wood like red oak is basically oh. like a bunch of straws right so yep. that <laughs> stuff is gonna that's gonna if you get on the end grain of that that will suck it down pretty good and then if you use some sort of alcohol as the the mordant agent then that gets you deeper penetration as well versus like this water is, this well is such i learned unexplored. something new yeah yeah i was gonna say this is such an unexplored thing it's you know i i know i, I use the word heresy because i clearly was using it tongue-in-cheek but yeah. people do look at it that way oh, they, they do look at yeah. it like mm-hmm. how dare you like <laughs> yeah you know, People don't want it. They never want to paint wood. Right. You know, some people won't even like, don't even want you to stain wood. Some yep. people are so like um, dogmatic about it that if you use like an oil that amberizes yep. the wood, right. they lose their minds. Like, how can you, you, how can you yellow that beautiful <laughs> wood? Right. It's so it's so interesting that there's such a weird, almost a religious fanaticism about what you're allowed to do with wood. And then here comes Katie Freeman going, <laughs> yeah. screw, screw that. You purple yes <laughs> exactly <laughs> well, I, I love it i, I absolutely love it i love that i love talk a little bit about uh the spinning technique that you've been <laughs> doing lately because i think that's a really really cool technique and you've even gotten like your your wife even got you a pottery wheel right yeah so so what started with was like i've actually been messing around with this spinning art idea for at least two years and at first I was starting with those, I'm not going to, like the uh, Lazy Susan type wheels, mm-hmm. you know? And and I had this idea because I want like a glass, I want it to seem like ceramics. I really okay. do. I want that feel, um, but but for it to be wood. But I couldn't spin the Lazy Susan fast enough, right? To really get right. that spin <laughs> art thing. 
You'd be and pretty so, damn tired. Yeah. I, I love your I love your next I think your next iteration. This is like one of oh my favorites. Yeah, this is my ghetto Izzy Swan version, which is <laughs> yeah. which is like stick a drill in between two cinder blocks. Actually, actually, no, my next iteration was a box fan, mm-hmm. but I but I killed the box fan after one bowl. So <laughs> and that's just because I didn't have it, the bowl was not true plum to the center mm. of, of oh, the so spin. It's rocking it i got you the yeah, rocking yeah. of it so yeah. i i killed the fan and i mean it was a ten dollar fan who cares but the next iteration was um was actually a pretty cheap drill but it had it so you could lock the trigger and it had a speed dial on it so i put that drill i literally duct taped it between cinder blocks and i put it inside a cardboard box wrapped in plastic and um, I had it as close to plum as I could get. Um, and then eventually I did get a wood platform on there. And then I would just like hot glue the bowls. Um, that was a little bit risky because eventually, I mean, over time, the drill just would slip still from rocking. Right. Um, and so then, yeah, so then my wife got me the pottery wheel, which I really love my problem now is building the enclosure. So as Vincent pointed out, it doesn't look like a murder scene went off <laughs> in my garage. Because uh, <laughs> it really does look like that right oh, now. I'm sure. yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the thing, the thought of it, right, is you get the bowl spinning fast enough. Obviously, it needs to be secure so it doesn't go flying off. But get the bowl spinning fast enough. Put the clear or slightly tinted resin in. And then as it's spinning, I usually kind of heat it up with a torch so it's really at that liquid stage. And then it just kind of spins out and spreads out on its own. And then I'll just drop in drops of um, alcohol ink. So it's almost like uh, self-leveling. I mean, that's that's a wrong term. No, but you're exactly right. It's self-coating. So it's getting an equal equal, um, thickness all the way around it. Um, Because that was my problem, too, with the Lazy Susan thing is eventually, you know, I'm not being able to spin it fast enough, so I'm just brushing it up. And but it's like puddling. It's, and- it's puddling and it bubbles and all of that. And so this has really, it's really improved for sure. Um, and and actually what I want to experiment with next is to just do alcohol inks um, and and get that going with the spin art and then do just an oil finish on top. So leave it with the feel of wood but have that bright color from the alcohol inks. Ah, uh, that's cool. I feel like Evan Caitlin would like to hang out with I you. I was just going to, you know, it's so <laughs> funny you say that because I literally, in the back of my mind, I'm like, wow, they really, Evan and Caitlin would just love this. Like, I just think, because every time I think of like spin art and alcohol inks and that kind of, I think of Evan and Caitlin. It's the right. first people I think of. And well, like, to, be, seeing- to be honest, like I was stuck, right? I was stuck on how do I spin this without buying a pottery wheel. Mm-hmm. You know, because I didn't know that was coming um, without <laughs> buying a pottery wheel. How do I spin this? And it was Evan and Caitlin's video of the box fan. I was like, hot damn, I have one of those in my closet. I am trying this out. <laughs> it's um, it's inter- it's interesting watching, you know, we've we've talked to so many people. We've talked to so many people and people find their niches in such weird ways. Mm-hmm. You know, like everybody finds their their style, their niche. And you have just... I don't want to use the term carved out because it's almost too easy a pun. But you really have carved out. You really have carved out like a really unique Mm -hmm. style. It's just so amazing 
I, I love what I love about us as makers, like, and I'm talking about us in the yeah, maker yeah. community, us is that, you know, we'll do things. And like, I mean, I, for example, my, my main go-to thing that I make for people is cutting boards and I can make them all day long. I love making them. And every, even once in a while, I'll just make something. It'll be something I haven't made before. I'm like, wow, how did I not try that already? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah. have, you, have you had those moments where you're, you're doing something and you, you, you're, you're either applying a new kind of stain or, well, excuse me, a new kind of dye <laughs> or like a new coat, a new top coat afterwards. And you just went, huh, that worked really well. I really wish I'd thought of that one quicker. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. I think I, f- I feel like I've experimented so much with the finished stuff. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not saying that there's I'm sure I have more to learn. That's, that's but, where I was that's where I was leading you because yeah. I could tell I could tell like just from the very like you don't get stuck in a rut with what you do. You're no. you're there's so much variation in in the materials you use and the colors, the the techniques, the I really love by the way, I really love that that green that green tealish stump that you did yeah, the um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that the so textures. Much. I love it. I, I keep, yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, I think I, I think that's people... where I'm going next is more is experimenting with my textures and mm-hmm. like what I do with that. And I'll and I'll hit on real quick about so that specific the the teal um, side table, the mm-hmm. the carved side table. So that project was done for a very very specific purpose. Uh, which was I had reached out and, and pitched an idea to uh, popular woodworking magazine um, mm-hmm. shortly after I've been wanting to get into publications for some time, but shortly after um, uh, their editor, Andrew had done a post about black lives matters. Mm-hmm. And I really, appreciated that post and i appreciated that that i i appreciated thinking okay i i think this is the place that i want to try my hardest to get into Um, because do not get me wrong i have pitched ideas to every woodworking publication out there and i have heard never heard anything back so i pitched to andrew at popular woodworking and I had done my homework. I'd gone through and, and I saw, um, oh, Mark Wood Whisperer had mm-hmm. done a few power carving uh, articles. Um, but most of the stuff that was in there was either Arbor Tech or, uh, or was very or like small scale. And so I reached out and I said, hey, I, I love what you talked about in this article. And I would really love to write an article for you about power carving and I had pitched either like a bowl or a side table because <clears throat> that's what I feel most comfortable uh and and competent with and and he got back and said yeah let's do the side table um and so that is what I made that project for um and I had my friend that I mentioned earlier my neighbor he did all the photography work uh for it while I worked on it and um, and I found out not too long ago, not only will it be an article that will be coming out in the publication at the end of this month, at the end of this month, but I will also be the cover of the magazine. So, so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, and, and Katie, you've obviously told me and I was, I'm beyond excited. <laughs> like, and no one deserves it more. I mean, honestly, like... So congratulations, first Thank of you. all. Thank you very much. 
Um, well-deserved. And, but one of the things I also just, that this points out is one of the things I've always respected and, and admired about you is you're, you, you go for it. Like you really do. And, and I, I mean that in such a, like such a jealous way. I wish I, I <laughs> because no, because you do, like you said, you, you, you reach out, you reach out to publications. Um, I remember I, I had this conversation with Brandy, actually. I remember being like, we were talking about something that you did and she's like, yeah. And Katie was like, I'm going to, I want, I think I'm going to start a podcast. And you started a podcast. Like it's, it's <laughs> you, like you just go for it. And, and you know, not everyone's a hit. Right. I mean, right? and that's, yeah. that's the hard part. And I think that's what my, myself included. I think that's what a lot of us struggle with is, is, you know, the, the misses, right. It, it like, and, and so I've, I've always, long story, long winded way of saying, I admire that. And, and, but like, how do you deal with, deal with the losses and keep going? Hmm. That's a, you're not allowed to ask me tough questions. Okay. Never mind. No, it doesn't <laughs> come from me. You guys are friends. You have to ask the, you have to, you have to ask the softball question. <laughs> I have to ask the hard question. That's how this works. Well, I mean, Here's what it really here's what it really boils down to. It boils down to understanding and and this is not I understand a a, a popular opinion, but understanding that as a queer fat woman the opportunities are not going to come to me. I have to go after them. And so I'm not going to lie. Some no's really hurt. Some right. no, some no's, you know, will have me cussing to high heaven with my wife like that. Blah, blah, blah. Beep, 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 beep. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but that also is a motivator to me. I'm one of those people of like, I will show you. Right. I will show you and you will be sorry that you didn't work with me. Um I had somebody recently, and I don't know if it was a compliment or not, but they said I was the most courageous and tenacious person they have ever met. And I believe that. And, I'm, and I believe that as a compliment. So. <laughs> yeah. so I don't know. She said, though, you know, courage can sometimes mean you're either the dumbest person or the or the most courageous person in the room. And sometimes it, it may mean I'm the dumbest person in the room. But. I will just keep going. And I also know that if I can barrel forward and get opportunities, that just opens the door for people right. behind me. And so I think that also pushes me. It's like, if I, if I get a yes, then when I'm talking to these women and I'm having these interviews with them, I can give them a name and mm -hmm. say, go talk to this person. Mm -hmm. And I know they will tell you yes. Just tell them I sent you. You know, so it's it's... That is definitely a big motivator as well. I, 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 I love like that, Katie. That's I feel that like as much as I feel like as much as we talk about, you know, failing forward and failure, you know, as makers and in the maker community, I you know, and we all understand that, you know, you learn more from your failures, all insert cliche here. Yeah. We all know, right? Mm -hmm. But the reality is we are still scared to fail. Mm -hmm. You know, you 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 know, it's I guess the difference between someone that can, you know, show up in popular woodworking, you know, with a cover story, which is absolutely amazing, and the difference between someone who can barely get a hundred people to follow them on Instagram is 
you know, not caring if you fail. It really is. Or being willing to rebound if you do, you know, and I think, I think what you've, what you've done here, what you've done, you know, mm-hmm. you, you have managed to insert yourself into the conversation just through irresistible will and overall talent. And it's just, it's fantastic to see, you know, I, I, I find it interesting. I find it interesting when people, you know, I imagine you probably go through this cause I, I can't imagine you don't, you would be the first person we've ever spoken to. Them. You probably have, you know, and I think you talked about it in the post with the, with the um, side table mm-hmm. about self doubt mm-hmm. and, you know, to go from, yeah, I go into my shop every day with a certain amount of self-doubt to, yeah, I'm on the cover of popular woodworking. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, like, yeah, that's gotta be, it, there's a, I don't even want to say surreal. It's almost ridiculous. It's like, wow, you know, here I am not sure of myself or not sure of my place sometimes. And, you know, you're, 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 you're confident, but not always steady. Mm-hmm. And then boom. But I mean, even to that point, I mean, to be honest, like Mm -hmm. when I got that news, I first I called my photographer friend just because I'm like, dude, you got to negotiate a higher price for the cover. Um, (laughs) Secondly, (laughs) secondly, I called my wife and she's like ecstatic, you know, going through the roof on the phone. And she's like, what is up? Like, you don't even sound even like kind of happy. And I think it was like, I was scared to allow myself Mm -hmm. to even get excited about it. Wow. Until very recently, you know, it was until very recently where it was like when they sent me, when they sent me the proof of Mm -hmm. the, of the cover. And I was like, oh my God. Like, oh my God. Why do you think, what do you think that was? Um, do you think it was like, I I don't know if this is real or this is going to get yanked out from under me? I I did. I was, I was always had that in the back of my mind. Um, because this was for one, this is the first, like I said, the first public, like real publication, Mm -hmm. you know, that I've done. And the first type of contract I worked with, like this, where it says right in there, basically, like, we can decide to pull this. We can decide right. to to say nope. We're not moving forward with this. So I I do think that was kind of like it was it was this was extremely stressful for me the whole time. I you know when I wrote it when I did it um, you know the reason I asked uh, my my neighbor friend to do this is because he's a phenomenal photographer. Like I wanted I I wanted it had to be perfect. Right. I could not give them any reason to not use it. I just, Mm -hmm. I could not. And so that was an immense stress. And so I think honestly with that first, like first bit, it was like, don't celebrate yet because Mm -hmm. they could still take it away from you, you know? So I didn't like, I just shared it with my wife and, and my friend. And then I, but once I got the proof, then believe me, I have been sharing it with plenty of people. (laughs) (laughs) As you should. (laughs) Because it was exciting then. Um, But I guess, yeah, it was just that fear. And it, it's that doubt that I talked about right. in that post. Right. It's still that doubt of like, really? I'm mm-hmm. I'm good enough? Because, you know, I get told, <laughs> not on Instagram, but in plenty of other social media platforms, I get told frequently about, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So 
those things seep in there and you do wonder, do I know enough to teach somebody else how to do this? Yeah. When does it, when does it like click that has, or will it ever, or has it ever clicked for you that, you know what? Screw it. I am good enough. Like this is, I'm, a, I'm not only, not only am I good enough, but I'm damn good at what I do because that's another thing that, you know, that's a common element in the people we talk to where even the people who are really good are, I don't know if it's just this like kind of humility that everyone feels like they have to have, or if it's just this, you know, I'm really just not that good. Like, no, I, I mean, I, I, well, let me, I, I think there's a little bit of the humility and I, I know mm. I'm guilty of it for sure. Right. No. But, but. Hey guys, but I'm I, sorry, I, but I think my internet did something and you, you both broke up on me. I didn't hear what you were saying. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Um, where did you hear from? Just curious. What was the last thing you heard? Um, let me see. I, I don't, I would say probably the last 30 seconds. I didn't really hear it. Was yeah, I see you're, you, you completely flatlined. Um, all right. You know what? I'll just, I'll just edit this. I'll edit it in some way that makes sense. But, um, so, so basically, but basically what we were talking about, Katie was like, it's, there's a, there's, we all like a lot in our space. A lot of us have this uh, balance of humility, which we're all guilty of, and and myself absolutely included. Like I, I don't like taking credit. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like I, you know, at the same time though, I I do know that I have those you know those skills or whatever. But there's a, there's a piece of humility, but also that, but even which is kind of false, right? Mm-hmm. But then there is that level of still feeling like we all have that feeling like, yes, we're not that we're not actually worthy of giving advice. And there's some truth to that, like or truth of that feeling, truth of that feeling. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and it's it's hard. It's hard to balance that. And yeah. I don't well, know. it's like it's I don't know if you both are aware of um, Crosscut Vintage is doing the one thousand dollar giveaway for um tools for women in the trades Mm-mm. and what is this one cut what cross cut vintage okay. cross cut oh, okay. the girl power giveaway I, yep. I i've seen that or i've seen that going around i didn't yep. realize who it was. okay perfect yep. yep yep and so like even that um like i had a really difficult time <laughs> putting together because how to enter that is um is to do a video to say like how a thousand dollars towards any tools that you want would change, you know, your life or your business. And, and that's how you get entered in it. And it's him. And then, um, you know, my good friend, Alma, who will be the judges of it. And, and really, honestly, if Alma hadn't pushed and said, I really, you know, want you guys uh the the maker squad which if you guys are not aware is me oh, yeah. alma char and jesse built by jesse um four of my favorite people yep. <laughs> um truly but, truly and i mean that but, yeah. but if she hadn't pushed us you know she said i want each of you to enter this i probably wouldn't have and probably the biggest thing and and you know i get teary-eyed in my little video and part of it is like how do I have the audacity to say that I deserve this when I strongly feel that there are so many other people who deserve it much more than I do? 
Um, and so the only way that I could make myself come across and like even come up with, you know, this is what I would would want to get with this thousand dollars is to take some for myself, but then give the majority of it or not the majority of it, but give the rest of it to others because there's no other way I could get could make myself do it. Um, and, and, and I think that, and, and I had a talk with him and I'm sorry, uh, I am really blanking on his name right now. I, I think it's tab. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, I messaged, we've been messaging back and forth on Instagram and he said he's been surprised and shocked that that is the response he is getting from almost every woman. And I told him, I said, I don't like to make I really don't like to make generalizations about gender, but I do think that plays a part in it too. I think that women don't feel like they deserve to ask for that, that stuff, which is crazy. Right. I mean, it's like, even even when it's deserved, right. (laughs) What, even when it's deserved and even when it could, is really needed. Right. Right. Some of those other women who have put videos out there, I'm like, right. You know, and I was telling him, I was like, dude, pick this, Pick this woman. (laughs) She's so much more deserving than I am. Right. Um, Right. Right. You know? Um, But it's like, and and that's why things like the podcast exist. And that's Mm -hmm. why even if I don't feel like I am good enough to fill in the blank, I will push forward and I will go after that crap because Mm -hmm. I know I have to in order to help either just provide the example or to pave the way because right. I do come with a little bit more, a little bit more privilege than some others. And so I'm going to do that because the path yeah. isn't being laid out for us. So we have to go get it. <laughs> we have to just go get it. Yeah. And even if exactly. Well, I, and again, that's what I respect. I mean, I, I even if it means some harder times for you or some harder, whatever, it means enough to you to 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 do that for the others that are yeah. coming behind you, right? I think, I, and I and respect, yeah. I think I think when you were like talking about that earlier, Ethan, what popped into my mind, and and, and it goes with Vincent's question too, is like the why. Like mm-hmm. I am so focused on my why, like mm-hmm. why this is important to me. I mean, yes, it is extremely. I want to be successful. Of course, I want to be successful. Everybody wants to be successful. Um, but I want to be successful because to me, if I can become successful, I can help change the world. That is what I want is to open doors is to grow a business so I can hire people that don't get a second glance normally. That Mm -hmm. is what I want to do. That's awesome. awesome. I love it. Yeah, I love it. That's, that's the kind of, and you know, this, it's, it's, it's interesting because, you know, we always talk about the the spirit of the community that we're all a part of and that kind of I want I don't want to just I don't want to just grow I want to bring people along with me you know you see it it's evidenced and usually in the way that people share information mm-hmm. or you know I learned some new technique and my first instinct is oh I want to show other yep. people this thing <laughs> this is a really mm-hmm. cool idea you know and there's just I don't know I hear I we always talk about the art community because we've heard this from multiple people who are in the quote art community mm-hmm. and how it's not that way and how people are very protective. And then you come into our side and you know, I was I'll give you a perfect example. I was doing my first um epoxy inlay on a cutting board 
And I was like, who do I know that does epoxy inlays? And then I looked up on, I was looking around my shop thinking, who do I know? Who do I know? And on my wall is one of Mary Lou's, I love you, babe. Signs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. the queen, I have to ask the queen. Is, <laughs> anyone didn't know it's the queen. Cause I call Mary Lou the queen. It's the, fu- it's my running name for her. I always call her the queen. So um, I I instantly take out my phone and go, hey, I, I got a question for you. You're the expert in this. So here, can you help me out? And I, I texted the whole thing and she goes, oh, yeah, no problem. I do this. I do this. I do this. I do this. And I'm like, you know, what is it like to have we take for granted that our phones can give us all the information we need. We take mm-hmm. for granted that our computers can give us all the information you need. But how valuable is it to like basically on some kind of super huge speed dial to just have any skill you want to learn, somebody that knows it that you can ask questions to, and mm-hmm. they answer you. Yeah, like it's yeah. just, and and you know, I may not be able to hire a lot of people and bring people, you know, bring people with me yet. But I do love the idea that when somebody needs information and I have that information, I can give it to them. I can share with them, and I can say, "Hey, this is the benefit of all the failures that I've had over mm-hmm. the last couple of years. Exactly. I can." I could teach this to you and maybe you'll learn something that you can then teach back to me. I always talk, Al is my favorite example of this. You know, there was a cutting, the cutting board I posted today, the NOLA cutting board, you know, Mm -hmm. I could not finish that in my shop. I couldn't, my tools couldn't handle it. It was too big. And Al showed me while I was in his shop, how to finish, how to flatten a board like that on a CNC. I had no idea how to do it. And now I do it. That's, this would be, the board I have a board glued up downstairs that I'm going to do it tomorrow. It's going to be the third board I've done that way just since I've been to his house. And it's just like this community, it, it could get you choked up at times because mm-hmm. you literally meet some of the best people. And when I hear someone like you, Katie, say that, you know, one of the reasons you want to be successful isn't just so that you can have the financial benefit of that success. It's so that you can take people along with you and you can, you know, grow something bigger than yourself. It's just like damn it, I love these people. Like, I just do. I really do. And I'm a sappy bastard who wears his heart on <laughs> So I readily admit that I am way more susceptible to this than 90% of the people out there. But man, when I hear stuff like that, it's so motivating. It's like, I want to do good for me, obviously. I mean, I think anyone is who's being honest primarily wants to do well for themselves. But I don't want to stop at doing well for myself. Right, right. right. Yep. You know, I will be really happy when I have a big building and I got 10 people working for me making things, mm-hmm. you know, I think, I don't know if that's ever even going to happen, but uh, I'm sure as hell going to do my damnedest to make it happen. So yeah, I love hearing stuff like that. And I, I tell you, this is the kind of person you are. And, you know, I'll readily admit, I don't know you as well as Ethan does, but I kind of get that vibe off of you and I really dig it. I really dig how much you, you want to give back and how much you want to, you know, not just go up the ladder, but you want to put down a second and third ladder to help other people get up there with you. And I just, I admire the hell out of it. I think it's fantastic. Well, yes. Well, so the, uh, <laughs> I just, I, along that same road and I, I, I don't know, I don't know if I gave you a shout out, Katie, and I should have, if I had didn't, but Katie is one of the people that I talked about when I talked about when I launched, when I, did my first finally did my first YouTube video and I talked about the the people that that kept pushing me and kept nagging me, you know, <laughs> saying, You like, when are you gonna start your YouTube channel? When are you gonna start your YouTube channel? Do it, do it, do it. It it was it was Bruce, 
and Katie mm-hmm. and, 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 and others, but right there. yeah, but Katie was such a, like it, that, again, that she is, you've always been such a part of the community and that's why I think I reached out to you and that's why you were one of my first Instagram friends. Cause I, I, I was like, she is part of the community. She under like, and, and I reached out and, and she supported me from day one and then she continued to support me. And I, I mean this, Katie, you were one of the reasons why I did my first YouTube video and you got me over that, that, that finish line of doing that. And it was because of that support and that push. And so I just want to say thank you for that. Mm-hmm. So not to get sappy, See, but got, yeah, I know. But, and then look at you now, you're a rock star. See, <laughs> far from that, but thank you. <laughs> Between you and I, we got him to start a YouTube channel, a Twitter account and a podcast. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. I think exactly. We're doing just fine exactly. With, as far as dragging well, I will along. say this. I am in love with, podcast as a mm-hmm. medium mm-hmm. as a platform i would if i could just stick to podcast i probably would do just that but that's you hear that ethan well, no, i don't want to hear anything about my crappy content creation strategy <laughs> katie just told me i have it completely right <laughs> that's no, right <laughs> i've said it before though i i i mean i think that podcasts are are such a window into t- to people like to the actual person. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I, I've said it before. I think that's why the modern maker podcast, the making it podcast, the uh, maker mom podcast, our podcast, all those are popular because all of a sudden, like y- your people, right. Your mm-hmm. actual people. And it brings out the real personal side of that. And you, in a way that content creation on Instagram or YouTube can't do, and it's a really nice, beautiful thing because I think it is really important for the people, like for people to connect with who is doing those other things, mm-hmm. right? And so I, yeah, and, and and yeah, I mean, I think I I learned that another thing I learned from you, Katie. Well, actually, Katie was the person that introduced me to the Modern Maker podcast because <laughs> uh, she was listening to it on her way to the first year of WorkbenchCon, and I was like, "What is WorkbenchCon?" And then I had. <laughs> The, the term I hate so much, but I had FOMO. And listen, I was literally on Instagram maybe like three weeks before the first workbench gone. Um, but no, but I but it, I remember just being like, the, like they're people, right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, these YouTubers and Instagram people were actual humans. And they had uh, personalities. They had voices that I could not so distinguish between. You think, uh, you think yeah. that's bad, Ethan. Okay. Yeah. So you guys were talking about my distinct style. Yeah. The very first workbench con. The yeah. very first one I go, I get the courage. Ethan, you know this to this day. I'm an <laughs> idiot of myself in front of Ben Ueda, and I will continue to do it. Oh, I think that's I, my I thing. I still think my story is worse than yours, but <laughs> no, we're going to. No, no, no. no, no. So. <laughs> So I go to his little, his talk, you know, and then I go, I get the courage. He was the last one that I hadn't talked to in person. And so I went up to talk to him in person. I told him my name and he goes, you're the one with the blue bowl. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I know you follow me, but you actually know what I do. (laughs) Wow. You know? And so, and then I, you know, made an idiot of myself, but (laughs) It is it is one of those things of like you got yeah. to meet them in person, 
right? right. And then making mm-hmm. yourself distinguishable. But yeah, I still, I still fangirl over Ben. I'm sorry, oh. Ben. Well, <laughs> I, 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 so I'll tell my story one more time, real quick. I'm sorry, Vincent. I know you've heard it a million times, but Katie, my first, so it was the second year of working with Khan, and I hadn't met Ben. I had met a couple other people, and, but I hadn't met Ben yet. And we were in the bathroom, and we were both washing our hands. And I was like, this is my moment. This is my opportunity <laughs> to meet Ben Ueda. And so I... Every good idea starts out with, we were both in the bathroom <laughs> and washing our hands. At least we were washing our hands. But... God. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, I introduced myself to Ben in the bathroom with wet hands. Mm-hmm. And then and then was like, I can't shake his hand because my hand is wet. <laughs> but then... So, actually, Katie, you probably remember this. There was yes. about like a, a hundred yard yep. <laughs> walk back from the bathroom to like where everyone else was. And mm-hmm. so we followed up with that awkward introduction with a hundred yard walk of awkward talk and me like I'm going so through wondering. puberty, my voice cracking. It was horrible. <laughs> Absolutely horrible. I'm telling you, Ethan, every year, every year I have made an ass of myself with yeah. Ben. Every yep. single yep. year. There's something about Ben and, and it's not, I don't know what it is. I think we just. I'm just, are... I'm just calling it my thing now. Like, yeah. <laughs> me because I am the one who makes an ass of myself. Well, you're not alone, Katie. You're not alone. So. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that somebody of Ben's caliber has a lot of people making it. Yeah, ass I'm around. sure. I'm sure. Of course, if he, if you introduce, if, you know, instead of the person with the blue bowl, the next time he sees you is like, oh yeah, right. You're the one who makes an ass out of themselves every year. <laughs> I think maybe then you might need to rethink your um, personal Actually, approach you, strategy. No, might, no, but that might be a badge of honor at that point, right? Like you've made such an ass out of yourself that you just tip the scale that it's like that might be. Now I'm just now I just I'm friends with Jesse. I'm like I'll just yes. be friends with the sister and then I'm good. Like that's well, all I need to do. Well, uh, Jesse is freaking awesome. So yes, she is. This is true. Yes. I, I I love stories like I, I love stories when people are uncomfortable around oh, their um well, their well, well then yeah. I have stories for you Vincent. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you a thing or two about a thing or two. Mm-hmm. The second person uh, I have always made a, an ass out of myself in front of would be Jimmy, and and I will oh, yeah. honestly say that the reason there is not necessarily fangirling, is just I don't I don't feel like I have a lot in common with Jimmy. Mm-hmm. because of our of what we make and so it's like i'm usually i'm brought in like this last year brandy's like we're going and talking to jimmy and i'm like okay oh same thing <laughs> happened to me yeah okay like, mm-hmm. but what do i talk to jimmy about i don't know what to talk to jimmy about mm-hmm. you know so i'm just like hey like, you know i'm here this i'm here this is me <laughs> jimmy's about an hour and a half north of me i'd be terrified to even go by his shop and like be seen so believe me i understand well <laughs> I'll tell my really quick uh, Jimmy story from last year, as I've told many times. Uh, I was on the elevator. It stopped. I was looking at my phone. Someone got on the elevator. I looked up and it was Jimmy. And then I and then we had 13 floors of me trying to figure out what to say to him and and just and just sweating and like pretending to look at my phone like I had something to do. So. <laughs> Just imagining Ethan just like his teeth chattering oh and just like one, so roll, one beat of crazy sweat. because everybody who meets Ethan loves him. So of I course. don't understand it. I really Why do you don't. think my co-host? It's because everybody knows him and loves him. If he wasn't on the show, half the guests I've had wouldn't have come on. It was just 
Just sweating. I'm sweating thinking of this whole thing. <laughs> Just a sweaty guy. <laughs> poor Ethan. Oh, poor, poor me. Ethan. Poor me. Just a nervous Nelly. Uh. <laughs> I actually, I, my palms are literally sweating. I'm not even joking. <laughs> I'm just, it's ridiculous. So basically, don't shake Ethan's hands at yes. con. Yes. Don't talk to him in the bathroom. Yep. It's, it's like, you know, but at least I wash engagement. my hands, right? So, I think someone needs to. You someone seemed who pretty chill. You seemed pretty chill this year, Ethan. I think. Uh, I think you're coming into your own. I still have to have you sign the tag of my Maker Mom T-shirt. Oh, no, I'm I'm the token guy. You're the token guy. FYI, I have an episode coming up this week with Dana of her desk, and you get a shout out from her. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. Dana's awesome. Yeah, shout out for her desk. That that's uh, that's, she's doing awesome things. Handle, I think Ethan can handle that shout out. (laughs) Oh Oh, boy! (laughs) Yeah, they get worse as we go on, don't they? (laughs) Yep, yep. Uh, That's awesome. Oh, I'm 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 super pumped. That's gonna be awesome. I can't wait to listen. Yeah, it was it was an interesting one for me because she's the first one I've had on that I'm like, so you don't actually, you don't make anything, okay? Right, right. She's <laughs> purely <laughs> a designer, I guess. She's a designer, yeah. So yeah. we went on it, you know, totally, and and loved her interview. It was awesome, but it was just like, okay, I got to handle this a little a little different. Yeah, like, that's and- interesting. And yet you were able to do it. Of course. <laughs> I literally just sent I just sent her the next batch of handles. There you go. Today. So. Yeah. I think I think being a podcast host is a very strange thing because you know, you always have the there's a and I don't know, Ethan, I don't know how much you get this, but I get this every time. Like it's like you're 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 in the morning, you're like, Okay, I got that guest tonight, it's gonna be good. Then all day you start thinking about what are we gonna talk about? What are we gonna talk about? You get through about three quarters of your day right before they come on, you go. I have no idea what we're going to talk about. <laughs> yep. I have no freaking idea. Yeah, I, I don't know about you, Katie, but I literally don't write anything down. I make it a point to just ask questions so, and listen. So so I am one of those weird – like when I started the podcast, I w- I'm one of those weird people that like – you'll get this if when I say this. I'm one of those people like in school, I always had to have like the right answer. Like I mm-hmm. needed to have the correct mm-hmm. answer. And so I like put together a whole checklist that I send my guests and wow. I have for the, for the mom interviews, I have a list of questions that I typically ask, though I've started to veer more and more off of that from what mm-hmm. I typically ask. Uh, but when I recently started the Wonder Women series um, in July, oh, that's like totally free game. There, there mm-hmm. will always be a couple questions that I always ask them, which is about like having them walk through the journey of how they got from like kid to where they're at now. Mm-hmm. And then I'll always <clears throat> ask them about their experience as they present in this world in the maker community, you know, so mm-hmm. gender, sexuality, uh, race, all of that. Um, but other than that, it's basically wherever the conversation leads us. That's what we talk about. Well, and I think that's, I mean, that's obviously what me and Vincent like too. And I think, yeah, yep. I, I think that, I think, I think there's a, there's a, there's a nice balance of, yeah, I think you're, to your point, a couple questions mm-hmm. that are standard is good, but it, you get so much more out of people when it's not so scripted, right? Like yeah. Yep. I, yeah. every guest, every guest that we've got, that we've gotten on this show, 
that's been on other podcasts is like surprised. It's like, you don't, you don't, you don't have a list of questions. I know that when you initially, when we made contact initially, mm-hmm. I feel like you were almost surprised. It's like, uh, do you, do do we need, no, just about five minutes before I'm going to send you a link and we'll just do it. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? And I, you know, it's funny. Cause I know that feels really unprofessional, no. but I, I, I like it. I really like to just be able to tell someone, nope, just bring a thing of the week and come on over and we'll, well have you a know, I will say this and, and I don't know. Like some of the, some of the bigger named people mm-hmm. that I've had on, uh, I've had no's from people from big name people strictly on the fact that I would not give them a list of questions in advance. Wow, interesting. Um, and then others, they kind of were going that direction, and then I would send them a link, you know, to a couple of episodes to listen examples. to examples yeah yeah and right. once they listened or watched uh they would be like oh okay like it is no, it is funny cool. how that that gets easier like we're, this is episode 77 mm-hmm. like i feel like at this point it's like listen if you want to know what our show is about go back and listen right. to one or two episodes <laughs> right if you, if, if you listen to it and you still don't want to do it okay cool but if i have to explain it to you after 70 some odd episodes then mm-hmm. okay cool you don't want to do it i get it cool. right we'll, we'll, yep. we'll go on with it i don't get i'll be honest with you i do most of the guest requests yeah. mm-hmm. I, I get in touch with the guests i rarely get a no i almost it's only one of two reactions like of course or nothing yeah. <laughs> right yeah. ghosting yeah. Right. i would rather i would love to just once get a no just to know how it feels like rather than ghosted and boy have i been ghosted by some of the best mm-hmm. but then again at the same time you know i jokingly said to jimmy on instagram one day i was like we're gonna have to have you on the podcast just to discuss burritos and he said let's do it and i'm like Oh crap! He called my bluff. You, weren't supposed to do that. <laughs> so, you know, it's 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 really weird. It's the it's the roller coaster ride of being a podcast mm-hmm. host. Yeah. It just is. You know, you're gonna you're gonna get a lot in rejection, and you're gonna get a lot of whoa. They said yes. I can't believe. I mean, on episode was it episode seven? I think it was. I had I had Bob from I Like to Make Stuff mm-hmm. on this podcast. And I was like, he ha- I had no right to expect that he would ever come on this show. <laughs> I am nobody. I in, in the first ten episodes, I had like I had Steve Ramsey, I had mm-hmm. Bob Claggett. I feel like you said the same thing on episode eleven when I came on. You're like, I have no reason. I have no that- reason to think this Carter <laughs> guy would come on. Oh yeah, by the way, if you want to be my co-host starting on the next episode, it'll be great. It'll be a lot of fun. Katie, uh, I promise we wouldn't keep you too late. Yes. And I really do appreciate you coming on. It's been an absolute blast getting to talk to you. You know, I know we've had our chat. We had a few chats here and there on Instagram, but it's been really cool to finally just get to actually chat with you and really enjoyed having you on. And thank you so much for popping by. And again, if you want to check out, um, it's the December issue of Popular Woodwork. Nope. Right? So it's going out to subscribers at the end of this month. The end of this month. So it's a February I, issue. Right? It's the February issue. So I believe you'll find it like... Like if you went to a store to go buy it, it would be the February issue. But it's going we'll out just to buy the next issue. It'll be on the cover when That's you right. go to the store to buy it. <laughs> That's and, right. And just, just for the record, just for the record, Katie, mm-hmm. you can finally tell people you were a cover girl. <laughs> you know, I thought that myself. <laughs> I said, so this is what it feels like to be a cover girl. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. Katie Freeman of Freeman Furnishings, thank you so much for joining us, Katie. Katie, where, well, where else? Where can everyone find you? I, oh, I think we've yes. said them all before, but just one more time. So basically, if you go on any social media, 
and look up Freeman Furnishing. So Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest. If you go to all of those, you can find me. MySpace? What about MySpace? No, there's no <laughs> there's a Katie. There's a Katie Waterman. That's my maiden name under MySpace. Please do <laughs> go there. Oh. <laughs> and, I'm, not, I'm totally not going there right now. Okay. <laughs> and then um, I would love it if you would check out my podcast, the Maker Mom podcast. And you can uh, find Maker Mom podcast social media on Instagram and Facebook. Cool. Awesome. We will. We'll definitely have the links for all that in the show notes so people can find you and definitely give Katie a follow. She's one of the more interesting people on Instagram that you're going to follow and definitely one of the more creative and active as hell. I mean, you're, you're, <laughs> man, you just churn it out day after day. And I am impressed because it's, it's good stuff. It's thank good you. Stuff. Thank you. All righty. We will be back after the sponsor break and we'll do our things of the week. We have a little bit to talk about as far as the um, unwrap a project challenge and uh, we'll get on up out of here. So we'll be back. If your home is feeling a little bit drab and uninspired, maybe it just needs a touch of art. Creative Ward Gallery is run by friend of the show, Marion Ward, who does Bob Ross-inspired landscapes in acrylic and oil, and will even do custom commissions to suit your mood or decor. Check her out at Instagram.com slash Creative Ward Gallery. And if you mention you heard about her on Because We Make, she'll ship your piece for free in the United States. What are you waiting for? Dress up your home today. Well, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, we're back. I, I can't believe I, I you know I know I said it but I really can't believe that's actually the first time I've ever actually spoken to Katie. It's like I know I feel like I just known forever and it, you don't realize that you've never actually spoken. <laughs> it's it's amazing and as I said before, I mean she was literally one of the first people I connected with on Instagram in the maker space. And uh, so yeah, it's, it was kind of surreal to like think back and like I said in the intro she was the like one of the first people to comment on one of my Instagram posts. So it's, it's still mind boggling to me and, sh and she's great and she's tenacious as uh, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> so yeah, it was fun. That was a really, really good conversation. I thought it had a lot of good insights. So I, I definitely enjoyed talking to her. Yeah. I, I like people. I like people when they're on the podcast that can make me laugh and that laugh. Yeah. Yep. Like I know that we sometimes get a little deep and a little bit serious. Mm -hmm. But I do like I do like to have which we did story. too, right? I mean, yeah, we totally did. But yeah. I love that I love that she made me laugh a few times. Like For that sure. makes me really really happy. I I just want to be happy, you know. I just yeah, she, and she is like, as someone who's met her in person, she is one of the sweetest people and really nicest people uh, I've ever met. So, and, and coming from Ethan Carter, who is also one of the nicest <laughs> people you will ever meet, that's saying a lot. <laughs> Cool. So, um, why don't we do this? We haven't okay. done reviews in a while, so let's do. No, so let's we haven't. Do, we got we got a couple. We have had them. We've been sitting on them for a little while, waiting for the opportunity. But I think tonight's as good an opportunity as any. So let's um, let's hit up these reviews. Let's do it. Um, so we got a, the first review we have was from October twenty first. I'm really really sorry that we took this long to read this, but it's from Mark Adam Arnold, um, and it says five stars, super enjoyable. These guys are easy to listen to because they're so genuine, likable, kind, and paying the love forward by featuring other makers. Keep up the hard work, guys. You are appreciated. Thanks, man. That's that's exactly what I like. That's what I'd hope for. If I, I could, really, yeah. I really do hope. I really do hope, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I hope every one of you feels that way about the show. Not yep. not so much us. I mean, we are likable no, yeah. and kind and wonderful. <laughs> and, 
amazing. I'm sorry, he didn't say all that, did he? But <laughs> but seriously, I really yeah. do. I really do appreciate that. That's it's really really kind. I got to say, sometimes the feedback on this podcast it just blows me away. It gets me misty. It does, totally. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and then the one that really got me misty, because boy, you see the name on the second one and you go, oh, I understand. So I've always, I keep saying, I've said it a million times, one of my favorite YouTubers, um, woodworking YouTubers is Robert J. Keller. Mm-hmm. And he actually blew me away by participating in our Enlighten Us Challenge. Yep. And I have the toggle switch sitting on my desk. Exactly. I was just going to say that. Go yeah. <laughs> which I swear he calls it a switch, but it's really a fidget toy. Let's be honest. Because it, yeah. listen to this click. Okay. Yeah. Do it. It's so satisfying. So satisfying. It's so satisfying. That, well, that, that's why I haven't used it in a project yet. Because I'm, I know. I'm trying to figure out a way to make it so that I can make it like a, a fidget light fidget switch i don't know (laughs) i need to make it so that i can keep switching it all the time yeah oh it's just it's wonderful but um so he actually left us a review and now i'm just like humbled yeah i'm absolutely humbled um he said the most authentic maker podcast like that's that's some that's i gotta read that again because i that's what we go for um i know it sounds silly to say you try to be authentic i know i get it but Trust me, the most authentic maker podcast. It's been said in other reviews, but it's worth repeating. This podcast is like listening to a great conversation about making. You'll feel like you've known Vincent and Ethan forever. But the really awesome thing about the show is that through their guests, you'll discover a bunch of awesome makers that you likely haven't heard of yet. I've discovered way more great content creators through his po- through this podcast than I have through any fancy algorithm. Give it a, ris- a listen. Robert, I don't know what to say, man, but... Thank you, dude. I mean, I'm a little choked up about it, to be honest. I mean, that is, you know, it's like, it's like if you're a baseball player and you grew up watching, you know, Babe Ruth. I know, right? Babe Ruth. Where the hell did Babe Ruth come? I don't know. But if you grew up, you know, idolizing, you know, Babe Ruth and then Babe Ruth just comes over and goes, hey, dude, good job. And you're like, wait, what? What? No, no, you can't say that to me. It's uncomfortable. But yeah, thank you so much, Robert. I, I really appreciate it, man. And I, I, it means I, a lot. Yeah. It really does mean. I literally mean. It means a lot. Yeah, exactly. So that was that was awesome. It was really cool. (laughs) Made my day. Well, he also he also posted his. uh, Wasn't him that posted the um, like his five top podcasts uh, from Spotify. Yes, and we were number two. Yeah, number and we and 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 I will say, we made number two behind making it. Yeah. Which, but I mean, I have no problem being number two. To I, mean, make I have no problem being number five between the the number of po- like the podcasts that were in his top five. They were oh, no, hell with that. I want to beat all of them. But... <laughs> well, I know, but they were, they were like all amazing podcasts. So even just to be a part of the, that that top five is I me- I actually I'm not going to lie. I actually messaged him and I was like, dude, this just yeah, no, I, I, I showed it to Bettina. I showed it to. Yeah, I took I've taken many screenshots so thank you yeah it's and to everyone that to everyone that listens to us on spotify thank you because i see it in your instagram stories and we really do appreciate it it's amazing yeah thank um, you guys so we're gonna do our um our things of the week mm-hmm. i'm gonna go first because mine's a little bit on the uh like eh, whatever side it's gonna matter to a lot of people and it's gonna mean nothing to a lot of people so. <laughs> i like um, it but so I put out a I put out one of my Instagram posts. I think it was the one I did yesterday. It was one of the cutting boards I did. Um, the engraving on it was for a, a friend of mine and his and his wife or his girlfriend. Oh boy, I hope I didn't screw that up. Well, I guess I said wife and girlfriend, so I guess fifty fifty chance that it's one of the two, right? But 
Um, I hope. Um, but I did um, a cutting board for them and she gave me a picture of a design and she, and you know, I managed to match the font, you know, matching fonts is something I'm pretty good at. Like I can, I can get it. I, it's just, you know what it is. I do it so much. It's just something that I kind of know roughly what font it is and I can kind of hit the Adobe fonts catalog and just kind of scroll through them really, really fast and kind of pick out the font right away. So I'm going to hit you up for that when I get, Oh, I am dude. I'm, I'm frighteningly good at it. All right. Yeah, anytime. Any anyone needs a font figured out, I'm your guy. But one of the things that they had in the picture was this this branch with leaves and berries, and I'm like, how the hell am I supposed to do that? So I tried taking the picture in and doing a trace in Adobe Illustrator, and it didn't work. And I was like, Welp, this is gonna be the first cutting board I ever send out of my shop with something I hand drew on it. And that's how I did it. So the way I did it, um, a couple of weeks ago, I found out that Adobe had actually released Illustrator for the iPad. Now, I didn't have an iPad. Um, I gave my iPad to Beth and took her iPad and sold it and took the money and put it into the shop because that's what I do. I put everything into the shop. And I went out and I bought another iPad and I put Illustrator. It was the first app I put on it. And I got to tell you, Illustrator on the iPad is amazing really it dude it is life-changing so and if you have the subscription on your can you it does it work between yep. devices yep okay yep. it's included and i gotta tell you i didn't like photoshop on the ipad all that much they made such a big deal out of it and i was like meh whatever it's not that great but illustrator on the ipad with apple pencil and the way that they've designed the UI so that you have, so they have this little button that sits under your thumb. It's like a modifier button hmm. and, and you can hold it down to modify the function of the pencil, or you can drag it to move it to the outer edge of the ring. And that gives you a second. So you basically have two functions with the pencil based on how you drag that little button. Huh. And it sounds really hard to understand, <laughs> but once you start doing it, it just becomes so natural. Like you want to draw a if you want to draw an ellipse, you put the pencil on the screen and you draw the ellipse, right? If you want to draw a perfect circle, you hold down on that button. And when you draw the ellipse, it constrains it to circular proportions. Like it's just a, it's brilliantly designed. It is super easy to use. So the night that I designed the graphic for this cutting board, I put my iPad in my lap. I took out pencil and I just started drawing. And when I was done, I had exactly what I wanted. Now I'm not a great artist of any, but it was so easy and so approachable. Plus what was really cool is that I saved it on my iPad and then I went to illustrator on the desktop to save it as an SVG so I could put it into the Glowforge, and it was sitting right there waiting for me. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's an absolutely fantastic app. If you use illustrator, I promise this as it is right now, not even with all the features that are coming as it is right now, illustrator on the iPad you have to get an iPad with an Apple pencil and you have to try it. You just, it's an experience that you have to have, especially if you're doing any kind of graphic work or illustration work, I would highly, 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 highly recommend it. So yeah, that is definitely my thing of the week illustrator on the iPad and it comes with your um, subscription to creative cloud. So if you're already paying for creative cloud, you don't even have to pay extra to go get it. Perfect. It's, it's included. It's, it's awesome. It, it's it was funny because one of the reasons I got my Surface Pro was because I use Illustrator so much right. in my day to day work. And granted, it's not the full Illustrator, 
but it's so much of it. It's 90 percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's they got you very close on the first try and only going to get better from here. You know, they did something that Autodesk needs to do now with Fusion 360, which is give me some kind of Fusion 360 for the iPad. Then I can get rid of my Surface Pro. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, yeah. Illustrator on the iPad. Definitely my thing of the week. Awesome. That's awesome. Ethan. Your thing of the week. My thing of the week. So my thing of the week actually goes way back to when we had David Picciuto, one of my favorites, on 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 the podcast, and he had mentioned that he was coming out with a new book. Uh huh. Um, and I actually ordered it while we on Amazon as we were talking with him. I think I even mm-hmm. said that on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, and he'll be the first one to say I think that the it's been delayed by the publishers and all that, but. It came this week. So I, yeah. So his new book is available on Amazon. And I got the first one and I, I, I took a picture of it and I sent it to him. I said, the book's amazing. Like I, I like the, you know, everything about it is great. Cause I'm, you know, I'm a brown noser, but, um, <laughs> but, and he, and he said, he was like, I haven't even, I haven't even gotten the copy from the publisher yet. So I got I got it before Dave Picciuto, but awesome, yeah. But the, his new book, which is entitled uh, "Make Your Own Kitchen Tools," um, is available on Amazon, and it's uh, it's it and it, yeah, it's it's available before Christmas, all of that kind of stuff. But it's a really really good book. So uh, he's had a couple two books before this: the um, Bandsaw Box book mm-hmm. and the Cutting Board book. Mm-hmm. Both of which are awesome. I've gotten the uh, the cutting board book for my dad. My dad loves it. But what I like about this one is there's a, like a variety of uh, projects, um, and it's 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 fantastic. I don't know. I, it's it's David Ricciuto style. Um, everything is really classy looking. Uh, it's accessible. Um, you know, there's some things in there that you know if you don't have the right tools might be a little bit of a challenge but there's other things that you can do without those tools so it's definitely worth it either way and yeah it, I, I it's just a really really good making book uh so yeah i highly recommend it uh it's called make your own kitchen tools simple Wordworking projects for everyday use and uh shout out to shout out to him and i'm super pumped to have it and be maybe the first person that ever got it. I'm 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 gonna live in that little dream world of mine and say that I'm the first person that received the book. So it's like, how do you get to be an artist? You just start calling yourself an artist, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you got it. You got it. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's actually fantastic. I I realized I'm like, wait a minute. I ordered. No, I didn't. And I'll tell you why I didn't order it. And the only reason I didn't order is because I'm waiting for him to get them and put them in his store. Because I know I, I want the signed copy. Yep. Yep. That's, yeah. That's yeah. 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 All three of them signed. Yes. Yeah. I have You're, the first two. I'm so, so I, yeah. I had the exact. You're gonna buy another thought. one, aren't you? You're gonna buy another one, aren't you? I haven't, maybe. Yeah. Well, I'll probably. Well, I may have already gotten another one of these for someone for Christmas, but uh, yeah, I might re-gift this one. Yeah. You no, know? I want the signed one too. But yeah, no, it's. You know what I like about this one though, Vincent, is that it's the the last two are super awesome. But they're very like, they're like a thing, right? This mm-hmm. one has a variety of projects. Yeah. Um, no, so I mean, yeah, these this is he he was very excited, but he's been very excited yeah. about this book and you know the, the stuff that that he's put into it. So I'm 
I'm really curious to get my hands on it. I'm, 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 it's bugging me that you have one and I don't. I know. It's bugging me a lot that you have it and I don't. It's, it's, it is actually pretty awesome. I'm not gonna lie. It's and and the 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 projects are really really cool like there's a there is a wide variety and some of them you know some of them require a lathe which i don't have but other ones require tools that anyone has so that's pretty fantastic yeah it's 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 awesome and he's awesome cool we'll have the link we'll have the link for that in the show notes as well okay let's get the last of the business out of the way so we can get up get up out of here so Last week and the week before, we talked about the Unwrap a Project Challenge. And in our infinite wisdom, we thought it would be fun to have something that, you know, we could, you could make a Christmas present out of. And I still think that would have been cool. However, I didn't, and I'll, I readily, I take the blame for this. I didn't consider how busy people are around the holidays. Yeah. And we have gotten a lot of feedback about the time frame being a little bit tight for people and how it's going to be hard for people to get a project done in the short amount of time that we gave. Well, and, and, while at the same time making Christmas presents right. and all that and, kind of stuff. And, yeah. you know, some of us are making Christmas orders. Like, even I had to... Right. Like, I know what I want to do. I finally, Saturday, I figured out the design of what I want to do, and it's yeah. still going to be... It's going to be a bit difficult. So, I agree with you guys. The people that have messaged me, we hear you. You are 100% correct. So here's what we are going to do. The end of January or maybe the first week of February instead. We will it's going to be at least the last week of January if not later than that. And the one of the reasons is we may and I don't know if this is happening but I'm just giving you the heads up cuz it may happen. Um we may be taking a hiatus for the month of January. Um there's a lot to explain. There's there's some stuff going on that I need to deal with. And I don't know. And I'm only saying I don't know. I'm not saying no. I'm saying I don't know if I can squeeze the podcast in for a few weeks. Um, it'll come back. It, we're not going away. Mm-hmm. You know, the last time we took a hiatus, we were only gone for three weeks and we came back. We are coming back. I have every intention of bringing this back. But there's some stuff going on that I need to deal with. Well, And, and we may not mi- miss a week. We may not miss any of it. We may just be here. So, you know, it's a little bit up in the air. Just don't, if you don't see us, it doesn't mean the podcast is over. It just means that we are taking a break while we deal with some life, while while I deal with some life stuff. So keep your ears open. Keep us in your feeds. We are going to be around. Like I said, it's either going to be the last week of January, the first week or later. Um, We'll keep you posted. Keep checking the website. Um, We'll put updated dates and stuff on there. We might just push it to like the first week of February just to start. And then if we need to, we might postpone it a little more. And I'm really sorry to be this squishy about the deadline, but it just kind of has to be that way for now. And we'll, we'll solidify it once, as soon as we're able to solidify it, we will, you know, I'll put a note on the site. Like this is the final, this is the actual day. We're not pushing it again. So this is the date, but you have plenty of time now. Start working on your projects. If you have to start after Christmas, you'll have plenty of time. Um, if you've already started, I'm sorry. If you've already started and are crunching to try to get it in on time, I I do apologize. But I think that you know, based on the feedback I got, we're going to get a lot more people involved, and it'll be a lot more fun with more people involved if we do it after the holidays. So that's what we're going to do. And there's no for. reason if you haven't, if you've already started and you're almost done, post it because yeah. I, I, I I'm I think I'm going to post mine. Next week or the week after. So holy crap, you're that far along. Uh, mine's not great. 
So okay, fair enough. Good. I might actually <laughs> win this time. Our, maybe yeah. our bastard fans will see see fit to let me win this time. <laughs> I actually have a real listen. I have oh, a I'm really excited. really good idea oh, this time. I like it. I'm very excited oh, about it. I'm super and, pumped now. And I know what I'm going to catch hell for, and I'll talk to you afterwards. Okay. But I know what I'm going to catch hell for when I make it, and I'm going to just have a damn good laugh about it, which is awesome. awesome. But, um. So yeah, I think that's going to do it for us. So this week we have talked our brains out mm-hmm. this week. <laughs> like I feel like we, this is we're going to go. Oh no, we'll have Katie on. We'll have her on for like an hour. I know. So. I feel like it's early, but I feel like we've talked for like four oh hours. Quarter after nine, though, it means yeah. I can go inside, have a snack with my cat, and uh, everything will be nice and good. But <laughs> thank you everybody for listening. Thanks for the reviews, especially the people who we read this week. Um, thank you for continuing to support this podcast for continuing to listen for continuing to give us just a little bit of your time every week we really do appreciate it and we look forward to seeing you again next week we do have a guest lined up for well i think we have a guest lined up for next week um i kind of brought it up to the guest and the guest was like have we really confirmed that so i don't know if we have a guest for next week we should but we'll figure something out but either way have a great week we will be back again i promise until then bye-bye